0: All right, I want to go right into the scriptures and um, I, I want to go to Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. Proverbs 29, it's a very familiar passage in our circles. Uh, it's written by King Solomon, David's son, and uh, it is such a good verse for the start of things. And is this, even though it's February 12th, which, by the way, my first roommate on my first trip to Jerusalem, uh, Dr. Jeff Citrin is having his birthday today. Where's Dr. Jeff? Dr. Jeff Citrin. Stand up, Dr. Jeff. Happy birthday to you. Dr. Jeff Citrin. And uh, yeah, that's good. He, it, some great men were born on this day. Dr. Jeff Citrin and Abraham Lincoln. All right. Proverbs 29, 18. Look at what it says. There, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keeps the law, happy is he. Where there is no vision, the, 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 the responsibility that we have before the Lord is to get our eyes stayed on him, fixed on him. The prophet Isaiah in chapter 26, verse 3, said that God would keep us in perfect peace if we did that. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse 25, he said, let your eyes look directly ahead and your gaze be fixed straight in front of you. The Lord told Joshua and Caleb to not look to the right or the left. To get our eyes fixed on him is no small task in a world of weapons of mass destruction. Now we even have these complex computers in our pocket drawing our attention even right now, buzzing while I'm preaching. Uh, If anything's gonna buzz, I pray your spirit buzzes with alertness and, and revelation. In fact, I pray in the name of Jesus that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened. I ask God that you would give me utterance. With Moses, he spoke spoke the oracles of God. And Lord, I'm just asking you to please be with my lips. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer, and I pray we would have a hearing of faith. I pray, God, you would stir our hearts in the direction of your will. And and God, your purposes will surely come to pass. In Jesus' name. Author Terry McMillan, She's the author of Waiting to Exhale and also (laughs) how Stella got her groove back. Um, she, She made a statement. She said, too many of us are hung up on what we don't have, can't have, or won't ever have. Too many of us are hung up on what we don't have, can't have, or won't ever have. We spend too much energy being down when we could use that same energy, if not less of it, doing or at least trying to do some of the things we really want to do. And God has designed us. Scripture teaches in Genesis that in the beginning he created the heavens and the earth and that we're made in his image. Male and female he created us. He imparted our purpose, our destiny, our identity. In that very moment, he even gave us authority. He said, be fruitful and multiply. Uh, Fruitfulness is creativity. And think of this, the Creator made us in His image, therefore we, sentient human beings made in His image, are made to be creative, made to be fruitful, made to achieve, made to accomplish, made to be effective. And this is my Father glorified, Jesus said, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. So we look at this and and, and, and it alerts us and the, and the, the vision Uh, the best vision according to psalm 119 i think it's verse 130 the entrance of his word gives light it gives understanding to the simple another verse in that same chapter his word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path and so we look to god's word we trust god we 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 don't want to go to the left or the right we don't want to just whip up our own thing we really as rabbi jim quoted from 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 micah what does the lord require of you but to do justice, to do the right thing, to love kindness and mercy and walk humbly with the Lord your God. Uh, James, the Lord's brother said, if we humble ourselves, uh, uh, and, and, and there's a breakthrough that will occur. Peter, the apostle Peter said, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries on him. Why? Because he cares for you. He loves us. He has a plan for us. And as we co-mingle with him, and as we draw near to him, the Bible says he'll draw near to us, that Jesus comes and brings a relationship uh, opportunity for us. He, he said, I and my father are one, and he came to save lost souls, and he came to destroy the work of the evil one. And so the, uh, you know, I've got an encouragement about this for you today, and I've got, I've got vision. And I wanna to go to something out of Isaiah that is so powerful. You know, one of our great workers, Joe Kowalik, uh, recently was giving me a ride to the airport and he said, Pastor Jeff, do you know that for about a five-year period in all your messages, I evaluated the verse you said the most out of the five years. So I got kinda like, you know, well, I'm glad he's listening and I'm kinda freaked out he's scrutinizing, you know? So, so but it didn't surprise me when he went to Philippians chapter three, where Paul the Apostle said, not that I've already obtained it or have already been made perfect. He said, but I, I, I don't regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now I think, Paul was a Hebrew of Hebrews he was a uh, his tribe was the tribe of Benjamin he was a Roman citizen he had that conversion on the road to Damascus he understood the law and the prophets and in fact i think that's a new testament reference to this old testament verse from the prophet isaiah that he spoke to ancient israel and for that matter to us isaiah 43 verse 18 and 19 in fact While we're turning to this, this is a verse God used for my wife when she was, before we met, when she was in college and she was struggling with some transitional times in her life. And this verse helped her so much. Let this minister to you, let this give you vision. Without a vision, we perish. But we get our eyes fixed on Him. We we, we go into this this 2023 with with a confidence that, that the Lord goes before us. And uh, we, we believe for his purposes to come to pass. We believe he cares about us. He knows the number of hairs on our heads or the lack thereof, right? Listen to what it says here in Isaiah 43, 18. Do not call to mind the former things or ponder things of the past. He said, behold, look, pay attention, observe, don't be distracted. I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. And then he asked, will you not be aware of it? The Lord's, he knows our drift factor. We're like sheep, you know, we could drift. He says, pay attention. Wait, I heard that. Did you guys hear that in confirmation class? I heard that through school. I heard, hey, pay attention, look up here, you know, that kind of thing. I heard that a lot. I had some attention issues, I'll just say. But he says, pay attention, look. He says, will you not be aware of it? Look at this, I will even make a roadway in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And, and when I was talking with Rabbi Jim and we were uh, talking with some of his folks that were coming in, he introduced me to a lady who has his daughter, uh, has her daughter with, with him. And he said, I've known her all her life and now it's just generational. And then he mentioned to her that this church flooded. He asked me how long we've been in this building. I said, 92. And he goes, Oh, right before the flood. Uh, so we, we talked about that and how God, in that bewilderment of that moment, had a plan. What the enemy means for harm, like Joseph said in in the book of Genesis, he's told his brothers, you meant it for evil, God turned it around for good. Boy, we very much believe that around here. Romans chapter eight in the New Testament, he said, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. The whole message a Judeo-Christian theme is about redemption our redeemer and a loving father who created us in his image how messed up humanity became how we forfeited the purposes of god by sin and rebellion and how the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life we as Christians believe jesus as a messiah and lord and savior and that, and that he has come for Jew and Gentile and that's what we believe we, you know and this is what this is what we we fix our hope on the living god and it anchors us and it gives us bearing and no it's not just some sort of religion like a like a rabbit's foot that rabbit's foot if you notice didn't do the rabbit any good that rabbit goes man that is not a lucky charm that was my appendage I hopped on that thing you know what I'm saying no it's better than this it's actually a a true and reliable faithful beacon of light our God is a faithful God we sang about it and we meant it we sang it as though we believed it because we do How many of you have found the Lord to be faithful in your life? To hear the answers prayer when we don't know what to do? And the idea, a roadway in the wilderness, the root word for wilderness is where we get the same word for bewilderment. There's been so many befuddling, bewildering, confusing things, but God is a God of peace and not confusion. And let this start to burn singularity into your heart. Let it burn out duplicity so we're not divided. We get our eyes fixed on him. We get our focus fixed on him. It says in the book of Hebrews that we're to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and he's seated at the right hand of God. He endured such hostility from sinners against himself and, and, and he he and consider him who has endured, and then look at the next verse, and it says that you will not grow weary and lose heart, that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So when Joe kowalik told me, you quote this verse more than any other verse, I, I think I just had my fiftieth birthday of being born again from sixteen years old as a young person, and uh Uh, the Lord changed my life, and he stabilized me. And I remember a friend at high school, he said, yeah, you're just into this Jesus thing, and you you know, I'll give you five years, and you'll be out of it. And so those were like, that was like a challenge. So not only did I outlast the five, but 50, and it's not by my tenacity, it's by the grace of God. And I just want to tell you that grace is available to us, grace that will help us and strengthen us. He's rich in mercy, right? He's no respecter of persons, right? That God is our God, right? And so the former things, my friend Dick Mills wrote out this point. He said, but do not remember or call to mind the former things. He said, those are the things that occurred during the last few years. Recent things or things that are still fresh in our memory. Things that are, you know, that fresh right around the, the, the last few days. Uh, years on the last few news cycles uh, uh, he said those things people still talk about uh, right now hot items that he said uh, they they seem to be uh, the, like conversation pieces this verse challenges us to turn 180 degrees and start planning for a good future remember what Jeremiah said chapter 33:3. call to me and I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know during the pandemic and and after all the issues and the upheaval, the thing the Lord steered me toward as a pastor was Jeremiah 29, where the prophets were saying to Israel, oh, this Babylonian captivity will go away real fast. And oh, don't worry about it, it's gonna all work out. And Jeremiah had to come in and say, ah, don't listen to those guys, it's gonna be 70 years. He said, but I want you to get married and have babies, and I want you to build houses, and I want you to pursue the welfare of the city that it may be welfare for you. And so it's that whole uh, golden rule Judeo thing ethic that we get uh, uh, to, to stand and believe through times of struggle. And the good news is he knows the plans he has for us. I remember when the flood hit our church, I just felt so depleted, Uh, We had worked to get in this building, changing the zoning, going to city council meetings, working through all kinds of technical things. I felt so unspiritual and somewhat ill-prepared. I had been praying. I'd been in the Bible. But I was kind of drained. And then when they said, you got to evacuate the building, what do we do, God? But you know the plans you have for us, plans for welfare and not calamity to give us a future and a hope. And even in this befuddling thing, you make a roadway in the wilderness, you make rivers in the desert. God can be trusted, you guys. Society is harsh, the world's crazy, people are mean, but God is good. And his word is true. And This is not an evacuist escapist thing. This is, the name of the Lord is a high tower, and the righteous run into it, and they are safe. The Lord is my refuge. Uh, David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want makes me lie down in green pastures, leads me by quiet waters, he restores my soul. The Rombach farm that had been here since the 20s, they remember the 1920s flood. The, the elders talked to me about the, the early beginnings and all the years. They also told me that after the flood they had, the, the because the Missouri River brought in all this silt and all the nutrients from the river and it settled back on their property when they, when they planted for that season, they had a bumper crop and when after our church flooded and we had to go up to higher ground. But when we finally came back, the church grew, the church just expanded. And, uh, and what the devil means for harm, God will turn around and end up using it as fertilizer to cause us to be more fruitful. In Joseph's life, you can't keep a good man down. The goodness on Joseph was the hand of God on his life. That, that multicolored tunic that he wore you know, he he was t- he had a he had a call on his life, and I want to just tell you, uh, God has plans for welfare, and he has he says I'll do something new. He says a new thing is exciting. This is what Dick Mill said. It refers to something fresh, exciting, exhilarating. You know, something. When I was talking to the rabbi, uh, I, I we talked about which is I'm firing up. He goes, I am too. In fact, I'm not retiring. I resigned a fi- my five year contract. To, to continue, I said I'm continuing too, and and uh, you know because uh, the God knows the end of a matter. The end of a matter is even better than the beginning, and He has plans for us over the course of our days. And I, I'm telling you, there are a lot there. We've got ni- uh, kids from the ninth grade. We've got we've got little babies everywhere. We've got young people, middle aged people, elders, and all of us together comprise a generation. And the Lord is. Uh, pouring out His Spirit on our generation, and He's pouring out wisdom to anyone who seeks. You know the point the rabbi made. They're seeking. They're not like. And I thought it was funny. They're not just being voyeuristic to see how weird we are. They're 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 actually on a faith journey, and I respect that. And I am too. I'm, I, and if you seek, you find. And if you knock, the door will be open. And if you ask, you shall receive. And so here we are, looking at this without a vision. God's people perish, and I think about. Rabbi Jim said he likes uh, a Micah the prophet because that's those that was the text that he used for his bar mitzvah, and he and he and he memorized it in Hebrew and admitted he didn't understand it till later on. But uh, the the I love Habakkuk, and I don't know how you pronounce Habakkuk in Hebrew. How do you do it? Habakkuk, I did good, I did good. I used to call him Habakkuk, and then I, and then I, and then I call him Habakkuk, but it's Habakkuk. So anyway, there you go. That's, that's your Hebrew lesson. But I want you to finish, I'm gonna finish with this. Turn to Habakkuk chapter two, and I'm gonna get really practical with you. This is how you forget what lies behind. It, it, by the way, that doesn't mean we're history revisionists or we're deniers. We do have memory and we do follow an, a, a track and I actually do reference antiquity from the standpoint of watching how faithful God has been to people, and I realize that that God is my God, and He because He's faithful in my time frame, I'm so grateful that He's He's available to us. And 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 so Habakkuk was this this Hebrew prophet, and he was hungry for God. He was interested in what God was saying. He makes some interesting commentary about. The secret place and, and private time and setting time aside to really say, God, you know, and really search about the deeper issues of existence and and, cre- and what, what he was here for. And he said, I will stand on my guard post. It says in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1, I will stand on my guard post and station myself on the rampart and I will keep watch to see what he will speak to me. I will keep watch to see what he will speak to me. And how I may reply when I am reproved. So he knew he needed something. He needed, and he was willing to receive correction. This is humbling. This is much like Jehoshaphat when the the three level battlefront armies were coming at him in Second Chronicles twenty, and uh, he got some intel about the bad news, and he was trying to figure out what to do. Jehoshaphat was afraid, he had realism to it, but he turned his attention to seek the Lord. He set his face before God in prayer, humbled himself as a great leader, and yet humbled himself because he knew God was greater. And Habakkuk is saying, what, what do you wanna show me, Lord? And he, and he said, here's what, how God corrected him, and here's how I feel God has wanted to help us today. Then the Lord answered me and said, record the vision and inscribe it on tablets, that the one who reads it may run. For the vision is yet for the appointed time. It hastens toward the goal, and it will not fail. Though it tarries, wait for it, for it will surely come, it will not delay. Verse four, behold, as for the proud one, you know, Rabbi was talking about walk humbly with the Lord. Uh, Moses was the most humble man on the planet and I I was pointed out to me this week at a meeting that he was also the most used man in his lifetime because he humbled himself before God pride comes before the fall and a haughty spirit before destruction Bible says God hates a haughty look there's a lot of that right now and self-reliance is not the name of the game for today it's going in and saying Lord Not my will, but your will be done. Even Jesus prayed that, God, oh, that this cup would pass from me when he was getting ready to take the sins of the world. He said, yet not my will, but your will be done. That is the language of our times. That is the orientation. That is to be the orientation of our hearts. As we come before the Lord, similar to Habakkuk here, God, I just wanna set some time aside or what's a guard post and a rampart? In, in Matthew chapter six, Jesus said to, he said to the Pharisees, he said, you're praying to be noticed by men, you're fasting to be noticed by men, you're giving to show off that you're a generous person. He said, don't do that for man, do it unto the Lord. And he said in Ma- Matthew six six, when you pray, go into your own prayer closet or your, your guard post or your rampart and, and your inner room uh, God wants us, he invites us to get past the surfacey stuff and the superficial stuff and get into some, some into deep unto deep. He's, he's inviting us to connect with him. Uh, I told you that a few Saturdays ago I came here and my wife and I, we prayed. Your wife's name is Amy and my wife's name is Patsy. And that's part of the reason why we're still in the game, right? Because we married strong, solid, supportive people. Uh, godly ladies and uh we were up here praying together for for church and so we prayed we we clocked in and prayed quite a bit paced around and prayed and then we went home and we had some time with our family and it was wonderful and it was beautiful and uh i, I was so tired and the sun was down it was a uh, you know um i don't know bedtime eight thirty or something anyway <laughs> and uh, no but i i i was on my way to to just go get ready for bed and I felt this prompting. Uh, why don't you go out and spend 30 more minutes in prayer outside? And I turned the lights off and I kept walking, and uh, which is convicting for me to have to admit that. But then I took about two steps and I realized, no, that's that's that still small voice. That's that's my father drawing me to himself. And uh, I, you know, I could have said, well, I, God, I I, I gave it the office. I clocked in. I, <laughs> I, I, you know, yeah, or I. It, But no, it wasn't for uh, duty, it wasn't for obeisance, it wasn't for a regiment, it wasn't even for discipline, it was for connection. Because when I went out there, I sat on the bench and it was a moonlit night and there were some clouds in the sky and couldn't see the stars. And I just sat there and and I got my phone and I I got my timer and I put it on 30 minutes. (laughs) God was so pleased and so proud of me for my commitment. But I, I did it so that I would actually do 30 minutes and not 27, you know, so it was actually, so I, I set that there and, I, and I, I set it where I wouldn't look at it if I got texts or anything. And then I just realized in his presence, there's fullness of joy. And in his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. And in, it says to draw near to God, and he'll draw near to you. And so there's this invitation And Habakkuk goes and gets in his rampart. This is what David did. He got in the stronghold to see what God was saying to him. David was a man after God's own heart who would do God's will. And routinely, he would break from autopilot and intentionally, everybody say intentionally, (laughs) seek the Lord. Moses sought the Lord. And, um, you know, he had that famous burning bush experience. Took his shoes off. It was holy ground. The Lord gave him divine directives for his people. And it's absolutely amazing that God is willing to do that in a population of 8 billion and that if we'll open our hearts to him and seek him, we'll find him. If we ask, we'll receive. And, and, And if we knock, the door will be open. In Revelation, John, the apostle on the Isle of Patmos said that Jesus said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, said I'll come in and I'll dine with him and he with me. There's something amazing about this moment of surrender that Habakkuk did. I started with Proverbs 29, without a vision, my people perish. This can help calibrate us for the new year. This is February 12th. We're taking this on now. This is, we have the rest of the year before us. I wanna just say, you could get anywhere from here. I wanna just tell you, i prophesy to you that you'll never have more time than you do right now. Write that down, that's amazing. <laughs> and we're admonished in the book of, of Ephesians to make the most of our time for the days are evil. Paul told Timothy that in the end days, difficult times will come. There'll be wars and rumors of wars. There'll be things floating over uh, the Yukon. There'll be, you know, all, uh, the, the tragedy of the earthquake in Syria and Turkey. Can you imagine 20 plus thousand precious lives? The heartbreak of these kinds of things. What are we to do as, as God followers? Well, it's like what Rabbi quoted out of Micah do justice, love kindness, walk humbly with the Lord. Humility humbling ourselves meekness is not weakness meekness is where we draw uh, attention to how good and merciful God is King David said your gentleness has made me great in the Proverbs uh, a soft tongue breaks a bone there's so much aggression in this world did you notice and it's tempting to get in enraged uh, but God has called us out of that and he's called us to be conciliatory to be peacemakers Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. They'll they'll be called the sons of God. There's a power, not just in peacekeeping, but being a peacemaker. When you follow Jesus, there's peace on earth and there's goodwill toward man. There's the obliteration of hate because God is love. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him, trusts in him and relies on him, won't perish but will have everlasting life. God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved by him. There's salvation in no other. There's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Okay, Asa. And I want to say, get ready for this. God is good. (laughs) Do you have an amen corner at Sheremeth? I think Asa, no, I actually think Asa, did you visit Sheremeth? He did. So you had the Amen corner at you. So if he visits you again and that happens, don't blow a vein. Surround yourself with your A team right here, they'll protect you. Then the Lord answered me and said, Record the vision. Everybody say, Record the vision. Record the vision. Say, Write it down. Write it down. Again, I want to just tell you we owe everything to the Jewish people that obeyed the scriptures and wrote it down. So, I mean, just that's a mule kick of anti-Semitism. And my point of view as a Christian, Jesus said to a non-Jewish lady, the Samaritan woman, in John chapter 4, salvation comes through the Jews, okay? So that's, that's reality. That's reality. And there are some sectors in the church that believe in replacement theology and are dismissive of the Jewish people. I'm not one of those people. I believe God has a covenant plan for people. I believe he has a plan for the nation. And I believe there's thing, there are things that, that God is doing in our generation, in our lifetime, that is so beautiful. I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered the heart of man the things God's prepared for those who love him. But we gotta seek after God. We gotta knock and ask and be hungry. That's what I like about this group. Is, a, is they're open and they're learners, they're life learners. I learned from that, to stay open and learn. Paul said, I became all things to all men. In his case, he had such a passion to, to lead people to Jesus. R- Rabbi Jim knows my point of view as a Christian. He knows I'm evangelistic. He knows how I feel about Jesus. He also knows I'm not gonna browbeat and, and try to coerce. But y- you know, the early church, they were commissioned to go and share the gospel. They were all Jewish people. They were all evangelizing and sharing the gospel. I'm a product of that. I was, I was a. The Bible says I was a wild branch. It's a privilege to be grafted into this. The definition of a Gentile, apart from Jesus, were dogs, and that were, were dead dead branches. And that that that. But yet, my view as a Christian is Jesus comes in and he he brings he lets me be grafted in. To the tree, my dad used to grow bonsai trees, and he would buy these, and he would work on them for like 25, 30 years. It was his hobby, and he took such care of them. And uh, he would take um, and graft branches where where it was sparse. And he, would, and he would take, there, there was a certain type of hormone that he would put on it, and he would splice it. And i said, what are you doing? He goes, I'm grafting this branch in What's gonna it. What's going to happen? He took it from one plant, and he positioned it on the trunk of the tree, and then after, and he wrapped it with a special tape, and he put some copper wire on it to hold it in place, and he watered it. And uh, this was really challenging. He used to um, get fish. Emulsion, which is fertilizer, put it a, uh, the, this plug in the sink in the kitchen, put this fish fertilizer in the kitchen sink. This is child abuse people <laughs> This is dysfunctional, but anyway, he would put that in there so he'd come in the house and go, "Whoa, you know what is that?" And uh, he would be soaking those plants in that, don't touch those, and he was, those were his babies, and that tree the branch would would adapt. Um, I did a wedding up in Brewster, Washington, in Apple Country, over by the Columbia River, and the farmer was out there, and he had these Golden Delicious trees that he cut back to stumps, and there was this new tree called Fuji, Fuji apples, and he had bought these branches to graft them into the tree, and he and he told me that you know that and he explained to me, and I I remembered it, so I had a, just enough. Uh, a, uh, horticultural knowledge to come out and go, oh yeah, so I'm uh, talking about it. And he looked at me like, I'm a farmer, you're a city-fied, um, yeah, just you know, let me get back to work. But the whole thing would be grafted in, and then the sap of the tree, and the nutrients, and the pulling up the water from the roots, and then the, tr- the leaves, and I said, are you telling me that now this golden delicious is gonna produce Fuji apples? He said, yeah, and like with those, the, the Bible says in James, With meekness, you and I are to receive the engrafted word which is able to save our souls and renew our minds. Paul the Apostle said in Romans chapter 12, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Habakkuk was prompted probably by what? Solomon had said in the Proverbs, without a vision, my people perish, but happy is he who keeps the law. And he got before God and said, "What? I, I want to find out what you're saying to me. I don't know if this was 2023, you know, on the other side of things, or because this is 2023 now, and Habakkuk is long gone, and though he's dead, he still speaks. And we look at this, and we see an opportunity for us to draw near to God and get directives from him and then write it down. Everybody say, write it down. So I want to leave you with a practicality. Record the vision, make it plain on tablets. He said so that the one that reads it may run for the vision is yet for the appointed time. The vision is yet for the appointed time. I believe God has involvement in humanity. I'm not a deist where I believe he set it in motion and he's absent. He's not an absentee father. He's a very present help in time of need. And many are the afflictions of the righteous, but, but, however, the Lord will deliver them out of them all. And that's the redemptive story repeated again and again and again and again. And that God is our God, and he's faithful to a thousand generations. And he says, uh, it hastens toward the goal, and it will not fail. Though it tarries, wait for it for it will certainly come, it will not delay. I am convinced that God's word is coming to pass. Every dot, every every cross T, every dotted I, every bit of it, and I the, the word of God is forever settled in heaven, and we let it settle in our hearts. Think of it. We're required by God to forget what lies behind and reach forward to what lies ahead. So I, I mean, when I talked to the rabbi at the coffee shop, I, I, it resonated. I, it, he and I have, there's there's game in us as leaders. There's game in us as 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 God followers. There's game in us. Say there's game in me. Amen. The next days are the best days. Now am I just giving you a a pep talk of baseless optimism? No, I'm I'm giving you biblical theology over and over again. I don't know how many verses I just read to you, but I guess the main one for the last five years has been Philippians chapter three. I press on toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus, which is the same as what Isaiah said, don't call to mind the former things or ponder the things of the past. I think about this as a congregation. God's done some amazing things in our midst. We've had some wonderful projects, but man, for us, the best is yet to come. I can speak for my wife on this. I believe God has things planned for Sheremeth, I believe God has things planned for St. Louis by state area, right? This is the heartland and I believe in God where any place where which our foot treads, God's given it to us. Years ago, my son's uh, wife Megan, when she was a little girl, her brother Stephen died. And the Gelber family, Jewish, um, were members of Sheremeth. And uh, Rick and, and Cindy, uh, had, they're Christians. And they wanted to have a service where um, a rabbi and a pastor would do the service. They they called some congregations, and the rabbi didn't want to have uh, share a service with me. But um, the predecessor for Rabbi Jim, Rabbi Jeff Stiffman, um, heartily uh, accepted, and we got together and we had a we clicked. As friends and um, all these years later now my son is married to Megan and they've grown and they've gotten healed from the loss of Stephen but what the enemy meant for harm God turned around and 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 brought us together isn't it amazing what uh, the the garbage of life God can redeem it God can take broken people and heal us God can take our our utterances of desperation and take our prayers and answer our prayers he's faithful i mean i felt this and i and i talked to rabbi jim at the at the coffee shop hey i I, we just prayed for you man and then here we are together in this coffee shop and it was so cool from my point of view because i was i don't i didn't even want to go in the coffee shop i was sitting out in the car and then so then i said to my wife i said hey do you want to get it and leave or do you want to go sit in there she goes she knew that I didn't want to do it. I said, let's go sit in there. She looked at me like, okay. So I went in there. We sat down. And there are all those people that hog the table, six-top table with a computer. And they sit there and they don't look at you. You know who I'm talking about? Don't do that, you guys. Share the table. But anyway, then in comes, in comes Rabbi Jim. It's like, I haven't seen it. And he didn't recognize me because I had a cool hat. I've got my mosaic beard. I, I, you know, my Habakkuk beard, my mica beard. It got quiet. Do they ever get quiet at your humor? <laughs> Tough room. But there we were. I stood up. It's like, that, I just felt like God orders our steps. It says in, in, in the Psalms, the steps of a man are ordered by the Lord. So he's going to order our steps. He's going to open doors no man could shut. He's going to give us opportunity. But we've got to humble ourselves. We've got to do it God's way. Do justice means do it the right way. Don't do things in the flesh. If you started things in the flesh, lay it aside. Trust God for guidance. We do not have time to just whip up a bunch of projects. We've got to be singular in our focus. Let's all stand up on our feet. This is the part where I'm trying to end. I want you to lift up your, your, your heart to the Lord. Put your heart, your hand on your heart like this. Say this with me. God, I trust you. Because you have a plan, please help me to interpret, to perceive, to understand, to gain ground in my faith. I trust you to order my steps. Guide me. Speak to my heart. Open the eyes of my understanding. Deal bountifully with your servant that I may live and keep your law. Open my eyes, that I may behold wondrous things from your word." Now, stretch your hands toward the confirmation group. Lord, I pray blessing on the young people, their families, their parents, their friends, their schooling. God, I pray mighty blessing over over Sheremeth. Pastor John, what what did you say the Hebrew translation of Sheremeth is? gate of truth. May that be a gate of truth from heaven to them and from them to the world. Lord, reveal yourself, speak to our hearts, protect and cover, protect and cover them, cover and protect the Jewish people all over the earth, Lord. My son who married a Jewish girl, my daughter who's marrying a Jewish boy, Jeff Citron, who's from an Orthodox Jewish home. God, there's something you're doing. And I just thank you for pouring out a blessing and guidance. Right? I I sense the presence of God on this. Say this with me, Jesus, I trust you to reveal yourself to me in these upcoming days. And all God's people said, "Amen." amen. God bless you guys.